0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. On this day, 40 years ago, a 15 year old girl died of shock and severe blood loss when she delivered her baby alone at the grotto close to St. Mary's Church in Granard, County Longford. The teenage girl was Anne Lovett, and she and her baby died shortly afterwards. It became national news. But up to this day, there are still unanswered questions and our chief reporter, Barry White, is with me now. Good morning, Barry. Hi, Pat. Good morning. Will you remind us, first of all, what happened on the 31st of January, 1984,
1: in Granard? Well, Pat, on this day, 40 years ago, when morning classes ended, Anne Lovett, a fifth-year student at the Mercy Order Secondary School in Granard left school as usual but didn't go home After calling briefly to a friend's house, she slipped back through the streets of Granard and disappeared into the grotto by the graveyard on the hill at the top of the town. It was cold under the weak wintry sun. The grotto is covered by trees and it's fairly secluded. Uh, I was there uh, in recent days. And it was at this very spot, alone and afraid, where the teenager gave birth. Uh, A young student from the nearby school found Anne Lovett there at four o'clock in the afternoon on his way home after his eye was drawn to her school bag lying on the grounds. Now, Anne Lovett was found in a grotto dedicated to Our Lady, with the statue of the Blessed Mother looking down on her suffering. She was semi-conscious and fatally weak from exposure and bleeding. The lifeless body of her £6.5 newborn baby boy lay nearby. Anne also died within a few hours in Mullingar Hospital after this. The manner of her death Pat, shocked the country and became a national news story, as you said. Emily O'Reilly, who is now the European ombudsman, was the journalist who broke the story in 1984.
2: Well, it was a, a Saturday, and I was in—I was working as a general reporter in, in the Sunday Tribune in Dublin um, at the time. And at some point in the morning, a, the news editor called me over to his desk and, and said, "Somebody has rung me anonymously and said that a girl named Anne Lovett has died along with her baby in, in, in Granard. To see what you can do." to find out anything. And, uh, you know, remember in, in those days how few resources you had. You know, you have to really remember. There was no smartphones. There was no internet. There was nothing. So how do you go about finding something like that? So anyway, in, in the newsroom, there was uh, piles of, of newspapers, uh, the Indo and the Irish Times, and the Examiner. So I thought, oh, God. So I went in and started looking through the death notices, and I think it was in the Irish Independent, and, and there it was, um, Anne's death. No mention I can't remember. I don't think there was a mention of her infant son, but it was, it was Anne's death. So that was confirmed that a girl called Anne Lovett had died. So then I rang the local convent and I rang the guards and they were, they were kind of caught on the hop because subsequently they went silent, but they did confirm to me that, uh, yes, that, that Anne had died giving birth. Um, the guard, they were investigating the convent. The convent must have said something to me, but they confirmed it. But then when I got back, to the comment, again, there was nothing. So, so we had the the story, and the story was, you know, a girl aged fifteen died giving birth, in in the you know, and it was beside the statue of the Virgin Mary. I remember that it was brought in. So, so th- that was that was the story, and it was confirmed. And I remember there was um we had a discussion in the newsroom. The news editor wanted the headline to be Garvey investigating death of etc. And um, I, myself, and I remember my my good friend, the journalist Maggie O'Kane, we both said, no, the story is not that the guy they investigated, the story is that this girl died with her baby. Uh, and that that's the main line. And then we had a discussion about whether we would name her or not. Now, there was no legal prohibition to naming her, but in those days people were a lot more sensitive about, you know, people and their private lives and all of that. And I remember Maggie saying, look, um, Nobody will remember a nameless girl, but everybody will remember and love it. I mean, it's extraordinary. You're talking to me now, 40 years later, and nobody has forgotten and loved
1: it. You say nobody's forgotten her, Emily, but like when I was in Gran Art over the last number of weeks, and when you go to the grotto, you know, there's there's no cards, there's no flowers, there's no, no memorials. I, I kind of took it that it's almost like Gran Art's trying to forget this. Anne Lovett ever existed.
2: I know, because Granard, certainly for people of my generation, I know you're a lot younger, but Granard, you think Granard, you immediately think Anne Lovett. But anyway, but Granard nowadays, uh, for for people, as say, of my generation, a bit beyond that, um, it's synonymous with Anne Lovett. And I think they always felt that the town had been shamed and it wasn't fair, that this was a family story, this was a personal story. And it had nothing got to do with how the people of Granard had had, uh, treated Anne or not treated Anne. Or whatever, But I mean, I I think nowadays, yes, I think there would be a memorial, um, but um, and not in those days. This is not something that they wanted to remember or commemorate, which not to say that it didn't feel great sorrow and grief for Anne and for her baby and for her family. Uh, but this is not something that, that they obviously wanted to draw more attention to.
0: That's CEO Ombudsman Emily O'Reilly, who 40 years ago was the journalist who broke the story. So it seems then people did not want to talk. The people of Granite closed ranks. Uh, They wouldn't speak to journalists about Anne Lovett. And many journalists I've known over the years found that the same was still true. Nobody in Granite would speak. So did you manage to speak to anyone there?
1: Well, Pat, as I mentioned there when I was speaking to Emily O'Reilly, when you go to the grotto besides St Mary's Church in Granart, there are no cards, there are no flowers, there are no memorials. There's absolutely nothing to commemorate that 15-year-old Anne Lovett tragically died at that very spot. In fact, like I said there, it's almost like the people of Granard want to forget that Anne Lovett ever existed. In fact, in this week's St Mary's Church parish newsletter, there is a list of 13 names who there will be remembrance masses for this week in Granart. But there's no mention of Anne Lovett in the parish newsletter. And that's what I found, Pat, when I was in Granart. Not one person would go on tape to speak about what happened 40 years ago. And I stopped many people. I've been in Granart quite a few times over the last number of weeks. Many people I stopped in the town said they just wanted to forget what happened, while others told me it had a huge impact on the town. Some people told me it ruined the name of the town. Other people I stopped, Pat, literally ran away from me uh, when I stopped them in the street and told them that I was a journalist who was doing a report to mark the 40th anniversary of Anne Lovett's death. It's clear people in Granagh do not want to talk about what happened that day. Many locals want it forgotten. Pubs are still asked to switch off the TV when Anne Lovett's name is broadcast and many locals still refuse to watch films or documentaries about her death. In fact, Pat, there'll probably be people in the county Longford town now who were listening to news talk this morning and have now switched the dial because of what we were talking about. It just seems to be they just do not want to talk about it, like I said. And that has been the case for 40 years. Uh, And the government had actually planned to hold an inquiry into the death of Anne Lovett, state archives released under the 30-year rule in 2016, revealed that the teenager and her baby's death was discussed at cabinet level that the government at the time was acutely conscious of the sensitivities surrounding the case. However, Pat, that inquiry never seen the light of day. And former Fine Gael Minister Nora Owens, who would have been a TD in 1984, told me she believes it never happened because the people of Granard would have never cooperated with an inquiry.
3: When this little girl died in the grotto in Granard, um, people were absolutely shocked and terrified that this was still going on in Ireland because we'd been through uh, years and years when getting pregnant outside of wedlock as they called it was the biggest sin nearly and the stigma attached to it was enormous and I think maybe a lot of us thought by 1984 we were we were in, in in a better place but clearly we weren't this girl felt that she had to go to hide her pregnancy and then go somewhere on her own to have her baby. The baby was born dead, I think, and then she died as well. So, I mean, it was appalling. Um, Nuala Fennell was Minister of State for Women's Affairs at that time. Garrett had appointed, Gareth Fitzgerald had appointed her. And I know that Nuala talked about it in the doll, and that she also mentioned that there would be an inquiry. But the town of Granard and the area of Granard kind of closed down and it was hard to get information about it. The, certainly what I remember from that time was that people didn't seem to know this girl was pregnant. Now, I'm sure there was probably a, some people knew because she was a small girl. She wasn't tall and she, her pregnancy would have shown as she grew bigger. But um, so there was, there was that kind of tension going on in the town of Granard as well. And I do remember... Objections by people in Granard that it was so public, that it was being talked about, that there was articles in the paper and that it was being raised in the doll. But it had to be raised. It was a terrible tragedy.
1: Other journalists have asked questions about why the inquiry never happened all those years ago. But do you think that's the reason that it would have been almost impossible to hold an inquiry into Anne Lovett and her baby's death, given that... People in Granard just closed ranks; they didn't want to speak about this.
3: Yes, I think if you if you announce an inquiry, you need to know you're going to get access to the information that will strengthen the inquiry. And very early on in this case, what I do remember is that the people of Granard kind of closed in. There wasn't information coming out. I'm not sure we even knew who the father of the child was. And I would imagine that Nuala Fennell was advised by her department that calling for an inquiry was just, quite frankly, was not going to work because if nobody was going to speak, uh, I I think the parents weren't going to speak, the, the friends weren't going to speak. They all denied. They knew any. It seemed as if they all denied they knew anything about the pregnancy. So where does an inquiry go? So sadly, there was no inquiry. I mean, all we know is that this young girl was pregnant. She went off to a private place in a grotto, had her baby. The baby died and then she died.
0: And that's former government minister, Nora Owen. Uh, Barry, given that nobody would speak to you in Granard, it must have been difficult to find out a bit more about Anne Lovett. What was she like as a, a person, as a teenager? What were her interests? And did anybody know that she was pregnant?
1: Yeah, it was difficult, Pat. And the first ever photograph of Anne Lovett was only published in the Irish Times in 2018. So it took 34 years before anyone ever saw a picture of the teenager. And just over five years ago, the Irish Times also interviewed Ricky McDonnell. He was Anne Lovett's teenage boyfriend and he described her as intelligent, loving, caring, kind and that she was fun to be with. He also says in that Irish Times interview that Anne often stayed at his house till late. He also said that despite the fact that they were openly boyfriend and girlfriend, uh, he had little to do with Anne's parents. um, And he also said that shortly after Anne's 14th birthday on the 6th of April 1982, they began a sexual relationship. He told the Irish Times that it started to get serious after that. She started to come to the house more often and stay later. And later as the relationship intensified, It got to the point where she was staying with him four or five nights a week, every week, sometimes going home at 4am or 7am. And he said that virtually everybody in Granard knew that at the time that they were boyfriend and girlfriends. Well, last year, the Irish Times journalist Rosita Boland also spoke to Anne Lovett's childhood friend Belinda Lee. She said that people had always been told not to speak about what happened. While there was, nearly, while there was never any help offered to Anne Lovett's young friends, they were left just to, to deal with the tragedy themselves. Now Pat, I did contact Belinda Lee and Ricky McDonald, but they said they were not ready to speak again at this time. But I did manage to speak to one of Anne Lovett's school friends, Sharon Keoghan, who is from Bally James Stuff, and they were in primary and secondary school together.
4: I come from a tiny little place called Cross Keys near Ballet Gym Stuff in County Cavan and I would have went to primary school and spent a number of years in primary school with Anne but I know that she moved I think in her sixth class towards uh, Ballet Gym Stuff and she would have gone to St. Clair's primary school in Ballet Gym Stuff before then we would have went, we joined uh, when we all went to St. Clair's uh, secondary school uh, in the convent in Gym Stuff What do you remember about Anne? Anne? Oh my gosh! If there there was ever someone that you would say that was going to make it in this world, it would have been Anne. She was ferociously confident. She was very very creative. She was always out front. She was never one to shy away from anything. She was, she was a she, she had a great spirit about her, and people wanted to be around Anne.
1: What do you remember about her her death? Like that must have been a shock to people. Around that age at the time.
4: Yeah, I was in fifth year um, when uh, in secondary school when we all got the word about Anne. Um, and I remember um, Sister Patricia, uh, the principal of the, the secondary school, coming in to tell us about Anne's death. Now, she didn't elaborate. I think I was in French class the day she actually told us. Um, and I think we were all in shock. Now, there were people in my class that obviously knew that Anne was pregnant. Um, I I wasn't aware of that, but some of the people that would have been um, around Ballygym stuff knew that Anne was pregnant. We were all shocked. We were absolutely shocked. I, I think for many, many years afterwards, we still are, um, that this has happened to one of our classmates and our school friends as we were growing up.
1: So people knew Anne w- was pregnant because...
4: I suppose at the time a lot of people were saying that Anne covered it up that she was pregnant i i don't think I don't think she covered it up. I think you know um from what i I believe um I know um that some of my friends had uh, had uh, been told by certain family members that Anne that Anne, Anne was pregnant um and I know that she had written to somebody in uh, bad stuff don't forget this is before. The times of internet before the times uh, where we could could communicate freely, everything was done maybe by a letter, um, and that was probably the only way. We were in Belgium, stuff. Anne was in Granard, so there was no daily contact with Anne or with many many of the friends around the Belgium stuff area uh, at that time.
1: Yeah, different times back then. But if people knew Anne was pregnant. Do you not think maybe people should have helped, or should there have been more help for a fifteen year
4: old girl who was pregnant? Don't forget where where this is Ireland forty years ago i i um i I believe in my heart and soul Anne was caught that morning. I honestly do believe she was caught that morning um did she seek help before? did she go somewhere maybe to try and get help before that and maybe didn't make it obviously a fifteen year old back then what would she know about pregnancy? What would she know about labour pains? What would she know about waters breaking? You know, there's a lot of things we we know now, but back then, there was no internet. There was no way of gaining this information. So, um, could people have done more? If the, I, I'm sure if the people of Granard knew or, that, or if, they, if she'd knocked on somebody's door, I'm sure that Anne would have got help that morning. Uh, It was just an awful, tragic, tragic uh, accident. And we lost Anne, we lost her baby. And then a couple of months later, we lost our sister through suicide.
0: What an extraordinary tragedy. Um, Barry, was it ever determined who the father of Anne Loveth's child was? Um, Was the whole thing ever deeply investigated by the Gardaí? Well, Pat, Gardaí said the death of Anne Loveth and her baby was fully
1: investigated. Despite claims at the time and since that it wasn't, and Garda, say a file was submitted to the Office of the Director of Public Prosecutions in 1984, no prosecution was directed. Guardi also stated that any new information provided in recent years regarding this matter has been carefully assessed and evaluated, and currently there are no active lines of inquiry. However, Guardi say the investigation remains open, and Engardi Shikana continues to appeal to anyone. With information
3: to come forward.
0: Barry White, thank you very much.
3: The Pat Kenny Show. With Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am. On News Talk.